Pachitas on the prowl, Hauga United on the ascendancy as they go on a four-game winning streak. And things are ever tight at the top, so who will slip up first? The Singapore Premier League in all its goodness will review and preview all of it on the SPL Podcast. everyone, this is Farah and well, it's just going to be Farah today because my partner in crime, Raushan, is away on a much, much deserved holiday. So I hope he's having the time of his life with his wife, Anissa. I think they're in Iceland now. I'm a bit jealous, but it's okay. I know we're all going to miss Raushan on this podcast, but not to worry. I promise you, you're going to enjoy this one. Now, it has been some time since we've delivered you one of these. And to be honest, plenty has gone down in the SPL since. To join me in discussing the biggest talking points so far and in previewing Match Week 16's matches before we head into the international break is an incredibly special guest. I feel like he needs no introductions. Please welcome to the pod the one and only Akbar Nawaz. Akbar, welcome on. Thank you for joining me here today and keeping me company in my lonesome. How have you been? I've been fine. I mean, uh, it's a pleasure. I'm honoured for you to have me. I'm okay. (laughs) And uh, it's good. It's good to be here to be on your podcast. Nice. Now we know you've been dabbling in a little bit of commentary. I feel if everyone's watching the Singapore Premier League, they know that you've been on. How has the experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been a great experience. Uh, actually, the last two commentaries uh, which I did was the first two I ever done. Uh, so I mean, I thank um, FA for allowing me to do this commentary. And it's been a great experience. Um, and Roshan has been tops in terms of uh, leading the way. Very, very nice. I've been enjoying your commentary, I have to say that. Now, before we dive into the show proper, we know that you have something big coming up for you pretty soon. Just share with everyone here about your next adventure. Yeah, I think as uh, everyone knows, I've signed for a T1 club called uh, Nakum Patom United. And... Uh, Hopefully by end of this month, we will start training for the upcoming season, which might start somewhere in the middle of August. Uh, I'm happy and honoured to be uh, leading the lines uh, as a Singaporean in a uh, top tier league in Thailand. Uh, It won't be easy. It's a tough task. But I'll work very hard to make sure we at least account ourselves uh, better to make sure that uh, we are competitive in the league. Lovely stuff. Akbar, we're very, very excited for you and very excited to watch you in action in T1 and we wish you the best of luck. But for now, let's get into the show proper and I feel like there's only one place we can start and that is with Haugang United because what an incredible turnaround for the Cheetahs under Marco Krelovic. They've gone from this unwanted losing streak and at once they found themselves rock bottom of the league at one point to now going four wins on the trot for the first time since 2011. And now they find themselves level on points with Geylang up in sixth. And guys, you know, we've always had our say on Haga United throughout the season, you know, and sometimes in this honesty, they might not come out very nice. It's the truth, but yeah, sometimes it's not. It's not nice, but we, of course, have to give credit where credit is due. And Akbar, they are now looking amazing, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, perhaps to, to Marco, uh, you definitely have to give Marco some credit for, for uh, maybe motivating the boys, bringing the boys up to have this uh, winning run, four games, if I'm not wrong. And uh, credit to the players for, you know, they were bottom. The only way is to go up. So they digged in, they, 
they fought for every game and now four games in a row and they are right back in the middle and maybe they could go further higher up. So it's fantastic for Haugang. Yeah, perfect. And I, I'm not sure how much you would have watched because when they played yesterday, you were commentating, of course, the other game, the LCS Tampanese yeah. game. But after the match, Marco himself said that yesterday was the best they've played under him so far because they were confident, they were composed, they controlled the game for the majority of it. And everything is just now clicking for them now. What is it with Marco, do you think, that they've adapted so well to his ways? I think maybe, you know, Haugang on paper has uh, one of the better teams in the league uh, with a lot of experienced players and uh, notable notable youngsters as well, if I'm not wrong. But um, the way I see it is with Marco, who has taken over a team, I mean, uh, probably he would have garnered the boys, he would have uh, motivated the boys to to actually, come on, let's let's give it a shot, we are Haugang. I mean, what else can go wrong? So credit to the players and him for bringing the team and bringing uh, Haugang with this four-game winning streak. Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to take out, pick up the point where you said that on paper, they have actually quite a good squad, right? And I guess that's why there was a lot of disappointment, not just from the fans, but also like us, you know, when we come on the pod and everything, we always are very disappointed with their showing, especially earlier on in the season. But now they've kind of turned it back around and... This confidence will do them very well, wouldn't it? You would know as a coach, this confidence is going to take them quite far. I think it's all about the the, the confidence that they have shown. Um, but take nothing away from the previous coach also, Firaus. Um, I mean, maybe he was unlucky that uh, whatever they did during those uh, bad runs, uh, they didn't score the goals. And whatever they are doing now, they scored the goals, the confidence is coming up. Uh, Christian is playing again. So... A lot of different things are happening and uh, Marco is, uh, I'm sure, relishing the fact that they are, they are picking up uh, points from, from the last four games. But nothing, uh, we, we probably must not forget what good work Fidaos has done in the pre-season as well. Yep, for sure. Now, I feel like for Haugang, there's going to be a very big test coming up this weekend, which we will be talking about a little bit later. Let's first move on to the rest of the review section. And I feel like we need to put our focus now on the top of the table because for now, Albrecht just seem to be doing their thing. They're just Albrecht being Albrecht at top. But just by goal difference, they do have a game in hand. Tampanese are level on points with them. And the Lion City Sailors just the three points back. At this point of the season, Akbar, what do you make with what is going on at the top? Because really, very easily, things can change, can it? Yeah, but you can see with uh, the top three, they are actually breaking away from the rest of the pack. If I'm not wrong, from fourth to maybe six or seven from Ballester right up uh, to Haugang. Um, they are all, all maybe one point different. But in terms of the top three, it's, it's anybody's game. But Elbrex being Elbrex, like you rightly said, they're always there, right up there. They want to win every game. They want to win the title year in, year out. And I guess this year, Tampanese has, uh, has a squad in them, has the play in them. And they'll be right up there to challenge Elbirex along with LCS. And on your note of Tampanese and how well they've performed this season, how disappointed would they have been with yesterday, though, in your opinion, to not take home those three points? Because there, there's been some debate about the penalty that they've conceded, that that the LCS got. How disappointed do you think Gavin would be to not come away with, with those three points since they've conceded late on there? I think knowing Gavin and uh, the Tampanese players uh, same like Elbrex too, they would never be pleased with a draw or a loss. A draw to them is like a loss. 
But having said that, uh, with the circumstances surrounding the game yesterday, I'm sure they would have get, gladly taken the point. And uh, LCS was uh, actually had the better chances in the game yesterday. So for Tampines, I'm sure they'll be disappointed with that one point, but they won't be too disappointed with getting uh, that point as well. Very, very fair. Now, I want to put you on the spot a little bit here. I know we still have a little bit more of the season to go, but how do you see the season ending in those top three spots? Where do you see Albrecht, Stampanese and the Lion City Sailors finishing? Or do you think someone's going to come in there and take that third spot of someone else? Well, if you are going to put me on the spot, I, I have a feeling that uh, based on uh, uh, just because I'm being biased towards Stampanese, my son is there, I'm, I'm quite... <laughs> Close to Gavin and Farah, uh, I'll say Tampines number one. <laughs> Lex, and, uh, maybe LCS three, but I would like to see L uh, 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 Tampines and Albrex give uh, Tampines and uh, LCS give a run uh, for Albrex money because uh, Albrex has been there year in year out. Wouldn't it be nice to see if Tampines, LCS, then Albrex come third? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, sure. Exactly right, because I think at the start of the season when we were talking, I think we had Hideron as well, and uh, I think our preseason, we we're doing our preseason um, look ahead to, to to this season, right? And I think Raushan and Hideron both said that they think Tampines Tampines is gonna win the league this season. So with you on that, let's hope and see if that's how it's gonna turn out at the end of the season. For now, though, let's move on to match week sixteen in the Singapore Premier League. Like we mentioned earlier, it is gonna be straight into the international break after this, so everyone is gonna definitely wanna go into that on a high. First up, the big one: Japanese Rovers against Hagen United. That is the featured match of this weekend. Saturday, six pm kickoff at our Japanese Hub. Plenty at stake here. Both sides will not want to let it slip. Just a little reminder: in the first round. When Haugang and Tampines went head-to-head, -head, it ended one all with Boris Kapitovic cancelling out Hazwan Halim's opener very, very late on from the sport. I think it was 90 plus 15 minutes or something like that. Akbar, Tampines chasing Albrecht at the top. We've just spoken about that earlier. Haugang will and should be confident coming into this. I feel like we're in for a treat, aren't we? Yes, because uh, with the winning run that Haugang has, their latest form, I'm sure they will want to take the game right up to Tampines and, and Tampines wouldn't want to falter because they don't want to go too far behind in the title race. So it'll be an epic of a game for me. I think uh, this, this Saturday's game between them will be entertaining and I'm sure the fans will be very much looking forward to this game. For sure. I feel like I'm looking forward to this one as well. Now, Akbar, as a coach, right, where do you think it's going to be won and lost? How do you see this one playing out? Well, with Haugang, the players they have with Tampines, we know they're always dominant in terms of possession and all that. Of course, every coach will always say the, the battle is always won in midfield, I guess. But uh, for me, in terms of the way Tampines and Haugang play, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the battle could be won on the flanks. Let's see. Let's see indeed. Now, Akbar. Let's I see who takes up the flanks. Huh? Now, okay, of course, I feel like every time we come into this part of the of the, the show where we preview the matches, we need to have predictions. So, Akbar, your predictions for this game, please. Uh, Tampines 2, Haugang 1. Very nice. Okay, let's see if Akbar's prediction will come through this weekend. Next up is a game that Akbar will be commentating on. He just told me that a little bit earlier. It's the Lion City Sailors up against the Young Lions. Also a 6pm kickoff. This one is happening at the Bishan Stadium. 
Akbar, in the first round of things, the Young Lions got a point from this Lion City Sailor side because I think Jordan and Mavibe equalised from the spot quite late on as well. And I think you could even say that they might have deserved slightly more on the night. Do you think on paper this should be an easy win for the Lion City Sailors? I wouldn't say an easy win because I don't think so. Their coach would uh, look at it this way also. Um, yes, on paper you can say that, but I'm sure they would want to go out there and then uh, do their best. They, uh, every opponent, you have to respect them because uh, if you give where this can't disrespect to any opponent, it could kill you. So for LCS, they want to build on with what they did with Tampines, with the way they defended. Probably they want to carry that on to Young Lions and make sure they wouldn't want to concede and then score their goals. As for Young Lions, I'm pretty sure they would want to try to play their, their football as best as they can to prevent LCS from winning the game. You know, I think on the note of that about the Young Lions playing the, the, the football that they do want to play, I feel like the question here is, what do the Young Lions have to do? Because, I mean, just midweek against Tanjung Paga, they started off very strong. They took the lead into the break, but they completely dropped the ball in the second half. I mean, you got to feel for them a little bit, don't you? Because I think Fatzu in the past couple of games, he has been saying that for them, it has been a game of two halves where the first half they haven't done very well and in the second half they just don't have it in them to turn things around they did what they needed to do against Sanjong Paga but in the second half they completely yeah they just did, did not see that through so do you feel for them a little bit and what do they have to do well yes I do feel for them I mean the last two games like you rightly said they have or the coach rightly said they have a game of two halves so hopefully Fazu will be hoping that that two good halves will come um, for this LCS game, for this game against LCS. But what they have to do is they have to be, uh, they have to cut out the individual mistakes that uh, sometimes that they do. They have to be very focused in terms throughout the game because sometimes if they lose their concentration, um, it could kill them. And you don't forget you have Maxim, you have Diego on the other side. Any loss of concentration and if it's their day, they could, they could score goals for fun. So... So for me, young lions, what they have to do, they have to be concentrated, focused, and they have to know who they're playing against. Now, Akbar, with all of that said and done, predictions time. How do you see this one going? Well, I would predict uh, LCS 3, young lions 1. All right, very nice. I feel like many people will go with that prediction, but like you said, there is no disrespecting the opponent. We'll see how, what happens. I mean, the Young Lions have shown that they can perform against the Lion City Sailors. So, let's wait and see. Now, Sunday, another doubleheader is Balestia Kalsa, your former side, up against Tanjung Paga United. That's fourth up against seventh on the table. Tanjung Paga come into this on the back of that spirited turnaround against the Young Lions. Balestia, of course, will be looking to make right their disappointment against LCS the last time out. Now, you know, Akbar, we spoke about how Haugang have been a joy to watch recently. And I feel like we can say the same about Balestia because on the offense, they have been quite a joy to watch. Defensively, things can still be worked on. What have you made of them so far this season? Well, um, uh, I'm pleased that uh, Peter has carried on uh, what we were trying to do when I was there um, to play the brand of football that they wanted to play. And the players are actually... Uh, bringing that game into them and look at what how they attack. But then again, you know, I think Peter also have been saying that they have to balance it out in terms of how they defend. But if you have players like Riora, Sugita, who are on song, 
same. They 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 could actually kill teams whenever they are on form. So uh, that's Ballester for you. But the fact that uh, the old Ballester where we used to play long ball and all that, and now we are coming coming to see a Ballester who wants to try and dominate the game, who wants to try to play football. So it's good for the league. It's good for Singapore football actually. And credit to the players, the coach, for having a. Uh, uh, bringing Valencia to this stage. Now, of course, the point is Valencia are going to take on Tanjung Paga this weekend. Tanjung Paga might feel a little sense of confidence after their last outing. Do you think they're able to do the same against Valencia? What will we expect from this? With Tanjung Paga, it's a bit unpredictable, but you never know. Um, sometimes it's all about confidence. The confidence that they get from the last victory could bring into this game against Valencia. I would say Balestier have to be wary about Tanjung Paga for this game. Okay, with all that, predictions, how do you see this one playing out? Will your former side get the three points here? Or can Tanjung Paga maybe upset them a well, little bit? I think there will be goals in this. Uh, it could be a situation of it being two all. To all. All right. Very nice. Okay. One point apiece there. That's Akbar's prediction. Now, finally, Brunei DPMM up against the league leaders, Albrecht Segata. Kickoff also 6 p.m. This one is happening at the Jalan Besar Stadium. Akbar, all things considered, if you look at the form, this doesn't feel like it will be good for DPMM, will it? Yes, it doesn't. Uh, well, as much as um, I would want DPMM to, to prove us wrong, because with LBREX, uh, they have a coach who, who wants to win every game. I mean, every coach wants to win every game, but they have a coach who's not happy, even though if they concede. Uh, but even if they win a game and they concede sloppily, he won't be happy. And LBREX, being LBREX, they're very disciplined. They want to go on, uh, keep their winning momentum run going, and they want, wouldn't want to lose their lead at the top. So I'm sure they go all out against uh, a DPMM side. Now, I do want to ask for your thoughts on DPMM because I think I think week in and week out, uh, Adrian has been saying that they need to work on them, on the, on the way they've conceded these goals because some of them especially, I think he's just not too happy with the manner in which they've been conceding their goals. What, what will DPMM have to do? What, what is not right with this DPMM side? Is it the fact that, I mean, you, you've heard people say that they have an aging squad. I mean, they do have, compared to the rest of the league, their squad is a little bit older. Sometimes Adrian would bring up the fact that um, they're not playing at their actual home ground. Do you think it's just an accumulation of all of these? And what will they have to do to just get it going? Well, I think um, for DPMM, uh, let's be forget that they have not played that competitively you know, during the COVID break and uh, with their league also, it's not that competitive. So I think this year will be a year for them to rough it out, to, to, to get back into that intensity, to get back into that groove. And I'm sure you will see a much more better DPMM side as the games goes on or even towards the next season. For DPMM, it's all about getting back into the groove, I feel. It's not so easy for, for Adrian to, to actually bring them back up to the same intensity that uh, SPL is having. Right. So this weekend, predictions-wise, how do you see this one going? Well, I will go for a 3-0 win for Elbrex. 3-0 for Elbrex. All right, there's all four games done and dusted. Coming up, the international break, of course, Singapore will be playing host to Papua New Guinea on the 15th of June and then the Solomon Islands on the 18th. Akbar, before we let you go, we just want to have 
a quick chat and get your thoughts on the current situation on the national team because unfortunately there has been a little bit of unhappiness in recent times what is your take on this what do you think is the issue here with the national team i mean uh, everybody is talking about uh, the aff results and uh, the friendly games that they've played or the last competitive games that they've played but for the national team it's a, it's a different ball game you definitely have to pick players on form you have to pick players uh, you definitely rely on the players that you have in the league for this national team um we really need, need to to play not only to to play to win but we also need to play a brand of football where the, the spectators will actually say wow that's good that's the way to play even though we are going to play these friendly games if they can bring back the fans with the way that they play i think that would be uh, much more crucial than anything else because right now it's about giving back the confidence back to the fans to 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 singapore football and I, the best way to do it is through these friendly games and the upcoming tournaments so what is the way forward then as a fan i'm sure you're a fan yourself like so am i mm. and, and plenty of us what do you personally want to see happen at least in the next short term future well i i would love to see them trying to dominate games you know uh, trying to to take the game to to the opponent trying to uh, uh, make it a sport where yes you want to win but also there must there must be a place where the fans come and see wow that's what i like to see you know that's if they are, if 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 our national team is able to do that that's a step forward for me because when that happens then fans come back and then everybody will understand what we are going through Akbar, I think we all share your sentiments here and we wish nothing but the best for the future of our Singapore football. But Akbar, thank you very much. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of the show. We've kept it short and sweet, just me and you today, Akbar. It is so nice to have your thoughts, for sharing with us your thoughts and we hope to have you back sometime soon. But of course, the best of luck for your future endeavors in Thailand. We wish you nothing but the best. To all of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We wouldn't be here without you. So as always, hit us up across our socials at The Final Whistle, at Rafshan Says, at Faranaya. If there's anything at all that you want to let us know, we will always be right here. Till next time, it's bye for me. And Akbar, please say your goodbyes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs>